All right, welcome back to Agree or Disagree. Jeremy Hogue is on again, where we talk about either a social or business cliche that we find to be true or not true. I feel like there's just this wealth of information out there on what you need to do to be successful. And the way that I've observed people applying that is looking at the habits or actions of the people once they've already become a billionaire. And it doesn't always follow, at least from what I've found, that if you automatically do these things, you will become successful. So the first one we're going to talk about today is, I see this all over hustle culture. And I'm not, I'm not anti not working, right? I'm not anti make it easy. Uh, but the one that always drove me nuts was just the wake up at 4am. It's on every big entrepreneur's list of like, you've got to wake up so early, ungodly early in the morning to be successful. So then let's extrapolate this out, how this would work. So Joe Blow now goes, oh, wow. Well, Grant Cardone wakes up at 4am. So if I wake up at 4am, I'm going to be successful. And guess what? If Joe Blow isn't doing the right things when he wakes up at 4 a.m. It doesn't matter if he wakes up at 11 the night before for the next day. So that's my stance. I don't. I actually sleep in quite a bit. And by sleep in, I mean 8-ish o'clock, 8.30, 9 o'clock. I've never, since I was in the military, you know, I mean, when I was in the military, we wake up at 5 a.m., we do a five-mile pack run or a lighthouse run out to the beach, and then we'd come back and we'd have breakfast, and that was just because we needed hours in a day to get things done. But professionally, eh, I don't, it, it doesn't indicate to me, and I don't think that you have to do that to be successful. All right. Well, I'm taking the other side on this one, um, mainly because I think uh, more people get in trouble in the evening than in the morning. Uh, so I think if you have a, if right now you're out partying, you're out with your friends, you're drinking, you're smoking, Hopefully, I don't know, maybe you're doing drugs, whatever you're doing. Okay, fine. Most likely, you're not fucking waking up early to take drugs, right? Or you're not waking up early to have a beer, right? Like, right. you're going out late with your friends, with everybody else. So I think with one habit shift, if right now you're staying out late every night and you're out until 12, 1 o'clock drinking, you're hung over the next day, you're barely working, you know, you're, you know, mm -hmm. you're, what is it, quiet quitting at the yeah, office, yeah. right? Like, okay, you, if you just make one shift, go to bed at... 9, 8, 9 p.m., wake up at 4 a.m., and then you're productive for those four hours before work, right? Whether that's reading a book, working out, you know, fucking hit the gym, uh, you yeah. know, getting to the office early, right? Like, I remember I fired uh, this one kid because uh, he was late. He just could not mm -hmm. show up on time. He did not have the discipline to wake up consistently early. Like, I gave him the warning, and it was it was actually kind of sunny, funny and sad at the same time to watch because... You know, he's like, he was late. And I was like, look, next time you're late, you're fired. And, you know, so he woke up super early, got into the office at 7. He had to be mm -hmm. there at 9, right? Yeah. You know, then the next day he was there at 7.30, 7.30, 7.45, 8. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. two weeks later, it was like 8.45. I was like, and then the <laughs> next day, uh, which was rough, his day holiday bonuses were being assigned. Uh, he woke up after 9 o'clock uh, and I had to fire him. Now, yeah. I was nice. I gave him like half his Christmas bonus, whatever. But... Uh, I think if you're in a position right now where you're out late every night, you're not doing anything productive and it's not easy necessarily. Some people can do it, right? Like, look, if you're, 
if you don't have any friends and you're not out drinking and maybe you're just playing video games at night and you just want to shift your habit from going playing video games to, mm -hmm. to working, right? Or being productive. If you want to be a millionaire, if you want to be a billionaire and you can hustle at night, great, go for it. But if you're out there messing around, doing stupid shit in the evening and you're like, man, I need to change my life around. Good. Disconnect from the people that are wasting your time that are being, right, stupid, right. being dumb and wake up at 4am. Yeah. Let's assume everything. I agree with that. And it's a point of sanity, right? Sanity yeah. is just being able to tell how things are the same or how they're different. It's just very simple, right? Mm -hmm. Being able to differentiate how something would be same or similar or different from something else. So very valid to say that if I'm not staying up late, then I could wake up early. But this is the whole point is like to get to clarify so people can apply and make use of this information. And I misunderstood it before because I always thought it was just the hours in the day. Now, obviously, you work more hours, you're going to get more done. But I think the target for people, for a lot of people, isn't to become a billionaire. The target is just to have a comfortable income where they can do the other things they want in their life. Leading up to that, you probably are going to have this, you know, Eminem writing lyrics on the bus scene from Eight Mile or a Rocky scene where, you, you know, you, you are going to have that part of it at some point in time. But once you've invested in yourself and you got to that point, you can stay out all night if you want or hang out with your friends. Or if you just like to sleep in till eight or nine o'clock, you can do that and still become a multimillionaire. You can become very wealthy sleeping until nine. That's the only point that I want to make because I always thought that that was you couldn't have both. I always thought that you were going to have to wake up 5 a.m., you do your daily affirmations, your ice cold plunge bath and all that stuff. And then only then, but as I've discovered you, as you invest in yourself more and more and more, you have more leverage. You get more done in less periods of time. We was talking about on the last podcast, we were talking about automations and how it saved 7,000 man hours for the automations that we have set up. And that's if, like, that's just assuming the human wouldn't have messed anything up, right? <laughs> so, so it's like, I think when you have leverage and stuff like that, you're going to be able to have your cake and eat it too. That's another one we should do. I'm like, why do I want to have a cake? If I can't eat it, like, am I going to be perfectly content with just having the cake sit there? I don't think the only reason I want to is to eat it. It's a good analogy, though, for for waking up at four, waking up at five, waking up some ungodly hour, because there is a world where you can wake up and you can make a good income or you, you can sleep in and you can make a good income. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I think we're on the same page. You know, I think it's going to take uh, probably five to seven years of hard work. Uh, does not mean having to wake up at 4am, but you know, I think if you're going to, well, one, I want to disagree on one thing. I think, uh, I think a million dollars is no longer the target, right? Or well, sure. one, it used to be a hundred thousand dollars, hundred thousand yeah. dollars. You're it sucks, right? hundred thousand yeah. dollars. I mean, it's fine. It's better than making $40,000, but realistically, if you want true protection and sanity, mm -hmm. uh, you need to make it's not necessarily how much you're making. It's actually how much you have invested and how yeah. secure you feel, uh, you know, and how much leverage you have and things like that. But I think, you know, I think the sanest target right now, it's a really like to be secure if you're retiring. So you should shoot for, I think, $10 million. And mm -hmm. if you have a 5% return on that, uh, you know, you're making $500,000 a year. You can take care of yourself. You can take care yep. of the kids. You can take care of the family. 
if an accident happens, that's not going to wipe you out. And ideally yeah. your assets growing, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I think, and I think to hit $10 million, you're probably going to have to work hard and smart for at least five to seven years. And I yeah. would define that as, um, you know, working hard, you can't be working 40 hours, right? Like I think at 40 hours, if you just have a job and you're just doing your job and you're just showing up on time and doing what's expected, that's not, you're not going to get anywhere, right? Mm -hmm. I think you're going to have to spend five to seven years gathering skill sets, learning things. Then you're probably going to have to spend another few years, at least probably three to five years, if three to seven, maybe of building mm -hmm. a business. Yeah. And then, and then you should be fine. Or if you want to just do the career game and get to like two, three, four hundred thousand dollars and yeah. do that for 20 years, cool, then yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are ways to do that now. Salaries are up now for, for tech type of jobs, even for remote work where you can make a couple hundred K uh, as a salaried employee. And, you know, I think those are really good options. I agree with the five to seven year thing. I think, you know, for me, it was about three to four years where I studied I, I was a student and what a lot of people do is they go to start a company and they start where I started five years ago, but I wasn't starting a company five years ago. I was a student. I was like a student of the game and I had, you know, I had long weeks. I used to work long hours. I'm not it's trying to say that it's super easy, but I, I think that it creates this divide between like the hustle culture and, and, and the people that really only want to have a, more than enough. And for some people, I, I agree with your numbers. Like to me, there's no difference between 100K a month and 150K. It's just, not, it, it's just it, there, I don't care. It's, it, there's not that much of a difference. Now, for somebody to go from 10K to 20K, that would completely change their life or 10K to 30K because that it's so much more significant at that level. And that's what I, that's the whole point is like to get people on the page and say, okay, maybe if you worked a little bit extra and you knew the runway was two or three or four years and you knew it was going to work, then you would be more willing to say that, that set that as a target and then make it because some people will put off that. It's like a, it's like a bragging point to say how hard they work. Right. And some people just don't like that. I enjoy production. In fact, I have to be working or I'm bored. And if I'm bored, I'm miserable, you know, but it doesn't have to be this like gritty, like, urgh, like, oh, I hate, like, I think that's part of the idea is that you, you hate it while you're doing it, you know? And that's what turns some people off from it. Like, oh, I have to do something I don't like for so many hours and miss out on the kids' soccer games or whatever it is. And those are the things that I don't find to be true about this, not just waking up early, but also working 150 hours a week. Yeah, I mean, I think at some point you're gonna have to do shit you don't like, right? Uh, like if you start a business, uh, especially in the beginning, you don't have leverage yet, right? So right. you're, you know, uh, you know, gonna have to use QuickBooks, maybe, uh, even if you hate it, you know, until you get mm -hmm. to the point where you can hire somebody to go do that. Uh, or, or a CRM, right? Like some people aren't techie, or maybe you hate sales. But look, if you're starting a business, you need to close deals, right? Like, yeah. it's, that's the only way to pay your bills is close some deals, create some sort of relationship. Uh, you know, but then it's eventually you grow and you get to a point where you have other people selling for you. You have other people doing the work for you, right? The actual operations of whatever right. it is you're selling. Then you have a finance person, you know, you still have to manage everything. And if you get really good and you build your business up to, you know, 10 to $15 million a year in revenue, you'll probably actually have a good director. You might even have a, C, a COO. I think that's probably mm -hmm. closer to 20 to $30 million where you can afford a good COO. Yeah. You know, somebody who can actually continuously grow the company, manage it. You might have to give them some equity, you know, but 
depends on what you want to what you want out of life, right? So if you, yeah. you know, you're just looking for a good life and you don't have massive expenses. I know some people who are like, man, I want to donate a million dollars to my right. favorite charity or yeah. your church or whatever it is. It's like, okay, you, you can live. I think, I don't know. What number do you think could a person live a comfortable life in America? I would Depend- say live, live yeah. a comp- like if you've got, if you've got a couple of kids and you live in the suburbs, you know, I would say it kind of starts about, about 200 K a year where okay. you really don't have that much attention on, on, uh, finances. You don't have to worry about emergencies. You're, you're saving for retirement or whatever you want to invest in. If you want to invest in real estate, you have the money to do that. You don't have to like do the Dave Ramsey method of cutting out that car, that cup of coffee. You know, like if I drank 60 cups of coffee a day or a month, it's just a couple hundred bucks. You know, it's like, it's doesn't, I, I always believe in like making more and setting the baseline at where you're at. And some people incrementally will go up and up and up. They'll move into nicer house, buy nicer cars. You know, there's somebody, I can't remember who this real estate guru was, but he said, you know, what people do, if you give them a million dollars, they're broke because they, they pay off their house. But instead of paying off their house, they just upgrade their house a little bit. They pay off both their cars, they pay off their student loan, and they just had a million bucks. And now they're, and now they're broke. So for them, you know, it, it might be 150, 200K for me personally, 75 to hundred K I think is, uh, if I'm not at least there, I'm probably figuring something else out to, to get there. The interesting thing though, is that, you know, business owners and entrepreneurs like me and you who already have the basic building blocks of the, the business, the foundation, marketing and sales, the speed at which we could create something else in a totally different industry very, very rapidly, you know, like that's, to me, that shows people like me and you have invested in ourselves. And an investment in yourself is being a student and learning how to do something. It's not just going to the $5,000 conferences you know, that could be part of it, but it is investing in yourself and learning those systems. And you know, if you're listening to this and you don't believe that, it's totally out, out of your reality. It's just the same, if you can think with the same way, if you're making 50K a year and, and you had to go get another job and you could make 50K, imagine that concept but being able to keep your original job and then go get another job. And that's kind of what, what I'm talking about. I don't know, man. What, what do you, what is it for you? I mean, I think, you know, it depends on, are you married? Do you have kids, right? Like if you're on your own, uh, I mean, here's my track. I mean, I, I did, I worked at a nonprofit for a few years and I did got an associate's degree in business. And then I joined a startup and I was making 10 bucks an hour to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was, that sucked. Uh, you know, 20 something thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think then I got some pay raises. I got to 40, I got to 50 the next year. Then I think I did a bigger jump. I got to a hundred then I got to 140, 180 and 225. Mm-hmm. I really, I mean, whatever I survived on all of them, right? Like, I mean, yeah, I went yeah. from taking the bus to having my own shitty car to, you know, like having nicer and nicer things and being able to invest more and more in myself. But I, it's interesting, even when I was making over 200,000, I had actually, I was living on 80,000. And everything above that I invested in myself. Mm -hmm. So I was investing over $100,000, right? Now in the beginning, I was spending $10 on a book, right? And I was like, oh God, do I have that $10? Okay, that's like an hour of work. All right, fine, whatever. Um, (laughs) It was tough, right? Yeah. Uh, So to answer the baseline question, I think for an individual, 
you know, to live a decent life, not an amazing life, you probably need 75,000 a year, right? Yeah. You got a wife and kids. And if she's not working or if she's not off also having an income, right? Right. If she's take, let's say taking care of the kids. Cause that's obviously also a job. Yeah. Um, you know, I think 150 to 200,000, you'll be a comfortable life. You have to make smart financial decisions. You have to get relatively lucky uh, in terms of no accidents, not getting really sick, things right. like that. Cause if any of those hit you, you're screwed, uh, even yeah. with health insurance. Um, yeah. So it's enough. It's it's enough. It's not abundance, though. Would you, you agree? Right. I agree. Yeah. I that, that's I think that's the key takeaway is that once you realize that, you know, you, you do the lesson or the moral of the farmer that plants 10 bushels of corn because he needs 10 bushels of corn. Yeah. Uh, you know, so this answer, I think, that we're giving right here is the equivalent of planting maybe 12 bushels of corn it's slightly <laughs> more than you than you might need but it's definitely not going to create some abundance or some windfall and yeah i mean 200k is i think is that number it used to be six figures remember like yeah. 10 15 years ago it was a sort of like a waypoint that you got to if you made six figures and then uh you know that's times have changed quite a bit <laughs> yeah yeah and i think look i think anyone listening or whatever i think your target should be at least bare minimum make 200,000 and is completely yeah. doable depending on what industry you go in or, and honestly, almost any industry you can do it. You just have to figure out how is it possible, right? Yeah. So whether you're a trucker, cool. You got to become a truck owner, right? You're not going to do it yourself. You got to yep. just see what is the person making the most amount of money in this industry, right? Like you were in insurance. You probably could have gone around like, okay, who are the top producers? What do they do? Oh, they do yeah. a million dollars, right? Probably a million dollars is the top insurance agent yep. a it's, year. Yeah. I mean, it goes up to two or 3 million, but the, the average is probably 150, 200 K. It's pretty easy to do 400 K million is you're getting up there in the top 1% for sure. Okay, good. You at least knew it was possible, right? At least yeah. went into it. And then, you know, obviously you've got your agency owners. You get, you always know if you go from, man, you're a killer producer and you've got marketing, sales, yeah. and people skill set. I think those are probably the top three skill sets. Yeah. You can go start your own business and do yeah. pretty well for yourself. Yeah. And that same trucker, it's, it's just about creativity. People don't think that they have options, but they're just not being creative enough. If you're a trucker and you've been a trucker for 20 years, you don't just, there are a hundred things you could get into between you could get your own trucks and buy your own fleet and hire your own people. That's one way to do it, right? Maybe you want to sell trucks. Maybe you want to market trucks. Maybe you want to be an Instagram truck photographer. Like you could start a trucker uh, vlog. I mean, there are just limitless possibilities in terms of somebody's, what they would be interested in. And here you've got a guy who's probably a master trucker. He's been doing it for 20 years. He knows everything about it. It's just getting that information out of him and onto some other line where people can engage and interact with it. You know, it's just like, it's so limitless. It is. It is. Yeah. There's, there's so much more opportunity now. Like we don't all have to be farmers. We don't all have to be laborers. There's so much leverage between the internet, between technology, between automation. I'm sure your other podcast covered that well, right? Like we have so much leverage right now. Yeah. Like I've set up my finances where my bank account and my credit card all integrate with QuickBooks. It all automatically gets pulled. It could yep. pre-get labeled. I, you know, you used to have to pay a bookkeeper for all that work. It all had to be done by hand. It was yep. like hours and hours of work. Right now, it's like it takes me less than ten minutes because when I started the business, I was like, "Cool, I need this as automated as possible, as easy as possible to yep. leverage it, so that when I grow, at some point, I'll need a person." But right now, I, you know, you know, got, you know, at a million dollar run rate, I don't need a bookkeeper. I yep. Just it takes me. 
20 minutes a month, maybe, yeah. maybe a little more, maybe, maybe an hour a month to handle all my books, you know? So I think for anybody else out there, you know, realize if you want a, a comfortable life targets 200,000, if you really want abundance, maybe go to 500,000. And then if you want true abundance where you can have a massive impact, and if you feel like you've got a bigger dream and a bigger goal, you know, you got to probably get to $10 million, right? Probably a $10 million business and above, then you're, then you've got real abundance, you've got real leverage, and you can really have, I think, an impact. I mean, we don't know, neither of us have a $10 million business just yet. But I think we've been around people who have. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, that abundance number is not necessarily a worth, uh, asset worth. It's actually a million dollar a month reoccurring revenue, indestructible income stream, right? Like that's my criteria for it. And, uh, you know, part of that will be probably in real estate. Part of it will be in equities, um, and assets, cash, other cash flowing assets like companies. Yep. But, uh, it's, I, I think at that level, you're diversified enough and you have, I guess just you have enough diversification to where you could make it somewhat indestructible, right? That's the, that's the, the key for me. Uh, because, you know, if you 20 years ago, you dollar cost averaged $1,000 a month into the S&P 500, you'd have whatever the number, you know, it's a million dollars today, but, but now that million dollars is 650,000 now. And now you're pulling out, you know, 5% of 650,000 instead of 5% of a million. And then if it's, again, this is the whole purpose of the abundance, because if it's not abundant, if it's not the 10 million, like you're talking about, then those dips are, you're going to pay for them. <laughs> you're just going to okay. pay for them. So go back to work. That's right. <laughs> I think we're going to end it off on that note, but I do like how you told your, your kind of like story, your, your gradation of coming up into the industry, into the business. And I think I'll probably do that on the next one because I've got a, I've got a pretty good one too. So I like it. All right, man. See you later. See you later.